Let's pray together. Father, we are glad that you are with us today. You meet us wherever we gather. You meet us in a quiet place of that solitude. You meet us when we gather in corporate worship. Father, thank you for meeting us here under this shelter. Speak to us, oh Holy Spirit. Lead us, guide us with hearts to receive, ears to hear, and eyes to see. Move among us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Who besides the Erlins know what Roy Sellers wrote is? Because <laughs> I know you and Joy live out there at, uh, near, near Roy Sellers. Now there's uh, Roy Sellers in, in the north end of, of Murray County and it travels west off of Carter Street Road, uh, up a hill, down the hill, up another hill, around some curves. And it tees uh, into, uh, at the bottom of the hill, Jacobs Road to the left, and Roy Sellers continues on, on the left. Jacobs to the right, Roy on the If you look at the front of your bullet, you'll see a picture of Roy Sellers Road. Relatively new pavement, new rocks on the side of the new pavement, and there's a corn stalk. That's been growing in the rocky ground all summer. I frequently bicycle by this scene, and this week I made three trips in one day to get the sunlight just right to take that picture. So it's interesting that the owner of the house, 1510 Roy Sellers Road, has a nice manicured lawn and has left a single corn stalk growing in the rocky ground on the side of the road. Now Levi knows as a, as a farmer that you can't plant, you don't plant corn in the rocky ground. You plant it in the fertile ground. No corn field is anywhere within sight of 1510 Roy Seller Road, and yet there is a corn stalk about five feet tall. You see the one ear of corn? with one ear of corn growing in rocky ground. That corn stalk spoke to me this year, not in a verbal way, preacher thought that crazy, <laughs> but that corn stalk spoke to me in a way that says that we have been in rocky ground for 18 months. And yet, this corn stalk has been growing. We've been in rocky ground. Have you been growing? Have you been abiding? In Jesus. Jesus speaks about rocky ground. It's hard to grow corn in, in rocks. For most folk who have rocky ground get their corn from a jar. <laughs> I expect an amen. <laughs> we can describe our culture in these words. Religious mistrust. Hostility in our cities. Rejection of institutions, corrupted faith, armed revolt, struggle for political power, conflict between ruling parties, division within our society. We've been on rocky ground. That list also describes the world in which Jesus lived. Religious mistrust, hostility in the cities, 
rejection of institutions, corrupted faith, armed revolts, struggle for political power, conflict between ruling parties, divisions in society. Jesus knows rocky ground. In Gethsemane, the ground was rocky for Jesus. He was distressed and agitated. How did Jesus manage life in rocky ground? We could add to our list, we're connected, but we're isolated. Depression is elevated. We too are distressed and agitated. Mental health issues are high. Our fear is increasing. We have increasing influences of media, social media, and news are occupying our lives. And these influences are rampant, and they come after us harder and harder. We are heartbroken. We are exhausted, and it's not just the virus. It seems like we are exhausted over everything. Layers upon layers have created this rocky ground that we now find ourselves. So how do we make life cornerstone? We grow in the rocky ground. We do so by looking at Jesus. After all, as we call ourselves disciples of Jesus, we learn from Him. Disciples are learners. We go to Scripture for God's truth never changes, and it teaches us what it means to follow Jesus. In the temple, Jesus said these words, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow the Father and I all Disciples of Jesus listen to his voice, are known by him, and they follow him. The central focus of Jesus' life was his relationship with the Father. He could do nothing apart from the Father, and his entire mission in life was to do the will of the Father. We too find our hope and our peace in abiding in Jesus. To put it frankly, it's more difficult, or seems more difficult than it really is. Each one of us are in training as disciples. After already in training, after leaves in training, the church staff is in training, you're in training. We're in training in this way of Jesus. Influences are rampant, coming at us harder and harder, and yet God's truth never changes. The scene from our scripture today is Gethsemane. The, the pressure is high on Jesus. This was just before Jesus was arrested. Jesus is in the rocky ground. What does he do? He goes to be with the Father. He did this often. He did it at the height of popularity. Jesus did this at the height of pressure and demands from the crowd. He would often withdraw to isolated and deserted places to pray. His relationship with the, the Father sent Jesus apart from the disciples. And Jesus, as we saw in the prayer in Mark today, would often address God the Father as Abba. Some of our word dead. This is a closeness, a love, a trusting relationship like that of a child to a parent. 
And in this time that Jesus was on rocky ground, just before he was arrested, it is to this relationship that he turns, that he has always turned to, even at the heights of popularity. The scene is Gethsemane, the pressure is high. Jesus is in the rocky ground, and he turns to his abiding relationship with Father Father. Jesus was not afraid to talk with God, to share his fears, and his anguish, his distress, and agitate. And at the moment of this depression and being overwhelmed, he fell to the ground. And we saw in his prayer that his prayer was faithful, was faithful. For you, all things are possible. His prayer was honest. Remove this cup from me. His prayer expressed a desire to do the will of God, yet not what I want, but what you want. Throughout the Gospels, we see that Jesus was a person of prayer. He prayed regularly. He prayed often. The busier he got, the more he talked to the Father. Can you say that? The busier he got, the more he talked to the Father. Wow! Because he knew that the Father his loving Father, whose main interest is to love and to teach and to heal his people. The Father's compassionate and strong and with us and loving and giving and forgiving. Discipleship in the way of Jesus is about abiding. A state of being that affects our decisions, our thinking, our very way of life. And we can't do this disciple way of Jesus by doing intermittent discipleship. Sporadic, erratic, occasional, periodic, spotty, irregular, random, choppy are not words to describe a faithful disciple who follows the way of Jesus. And it sure won't get you growing in when the ground is right. For some weeks, we're going to explore Jesus' abiding life. How did Jesus do it? As we see how Jesus did it, we're going to practice it ourselves. Each week, as part of our bulletin or insert, there's some practical exercises for you to try. So in your bulletin are some practical exercises for you to try. So I'll share some tips with you. Just glance at that. That's the afternoon reading for you. Here's some tips. Number one, don't be afraid to fail. There is no goal to reach. The goal is to simply experience God. Keep the emphasis on God and not on the method. Think why you're doing it, not what you are doing. Feel free to modify any exercise to fit your needs. And then finally, try something new. If you see something on the list each week that you're already doing, don't say, I'll pick that. Because I'm already doing that. I know I can do that. Try something new. Pick something that you've never done before. Some 650 years before Jesus, Hezekiah was king in Jerusalem. The powerful Assyrian army had laid siege to Jerusalem. Jerusalem and God's people, Israel, were in rocky ground. King Hezekiah told his people to keep their faith in God, and he prayed for deliverance from the enemy. He prayed this prayer. 
Now, O Lord our God, deliver us from his hand, so that all kingdoms on earth may know that you alone, O Lord, are God. 185,000 Assyrian soldiers died that night, and the rest returned home without a fight. God showed up, and Hezekiah's watching up. Wouldn't you like God to show up in your rocky ground in that way? We refuse. I, I read this uh, some reports this week about uh, some Christians in Kabul, Afghanistan. The report was this. We received news that the underground church in Kabul, Afghanistan has been murdered. Our friends have been in contact and met together last night in deep prayer. The last words she spoke were, we feel your prayers because the supernatural boldness came over us and we were singing in the Spirit. This is this week. Even his kids said, Mom, we will not deny Jesus. And as they were on the phone, they heard screaming and gunshots. God is so powerful. That they went to be with their creator filled with you. Wouldn't you like God to show up in your life in that way as well? Separated by 3,000 miles of some 2,600 years, two totally different outcomes, both from people who were abiding in the Father through prayer. The reality is this that the God who created you and created everything that you know, God the Father, belongs. To be with you and spend time with you. Create space in your life to be with Him. Our lives are so filled with worries and anxieties and fears that our usual response is to push God out of the way. Abiding, following Jesus and the way of Jesus means that we create the space that God longs for. And the relationship that you need. No matter come what may. And some may find it difficult to create space for God. And if you find it difficult to create space for God, that's what you need most. Just as Jesus did. You need to gain strength and wisdom and compassion. And all of these flow from the space that you make for the Father in your life. A friend of mine shared a, a quote with me this morning via text. It was this. The early church fathers saw the fragile wood fishing boats being tossed around in the storms on the Sea of Galilee as an image of church. It was fragile and threatened by the storms. And its inhabitants were at times anxious and afraid. But it had Jesus in it. And that was really all 